Hello and welcome to the How To Money podcast, a financial education podcast for young Australians aimed at opening up the conversation around money. I'm your host, Kate, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Susan, to discuss the rise of neobanks in Australia, which is a really interesting topic at the moment because there are different companies popping up all over the place. And it's really important to be aware of who is a bank, who is using a bank and what is a prepaid card got to do with it all. So in this episode, we dive into the differences between it all, why competition is good for you and some of the different companies out there that you might want to explore further. Now, this episode was kindly supported by eTax Accountants and eTax Accountants are a fantastic online tax agent that I've personally used for the last few years to complete my tax returns. Now, you get live assistance from qualified accountants and definitely no chatbots in sight. Some of their unique features include a live tax refund calculator and deduction tips based on your job to help boost your tax return. So sort out your taxes today by heading to etax.com.au. Before we get started, a quick reminder that everything we cover in this podcast is for financial education purposes only and we're not giving you any advice. If you do want advice, please seek the help of a qualified and competent professional and do some research. Remember, it's your money, so take control. Now let's get started. All right, Susan, welcome back to another episode of the How To Money podcast, and it's great to have you back. Uh, It's been a few months now since you've been on uh, because we've had a great range of guests coming on to speak about a whole range of topics, so uh, it's good to have my co-host back. Thank you, Kate. Good to be back. And what are we going to talk about today? So today I thought we'd have a little bit of a dive into the rise of the neobank in Australia and the other new sort of challenger financial products that are available that have only just started popping up in the last year, uh, although most of them have been working in the background for a few years, and uh, and how that's followed on from the craze in the UK and the US where all these new challenger banks are massive now and have millions of customers. So it's very interesting to see how it's um, translated into the Australian market. So okay. have a bit of a dive into what they are. Okay. Uh, how they're regulated, yep. some of the different options. Mm-hmm. And, um, and what they're offering. Yeah. Or what, not offering. And what sort of features are they offering that traditional... And are they really a bank? Yes. Well, that's always the big question. Yes. Um, so you'll probably see them advertising to you on social media because most of them are getting their... They're aiming at that younger audience and mm-hmm. getting clients that way. So just having some awareness is good before you sign up for anything. And also just how some competition in the Australian financial sector is actually good for you as a consumer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'm more a dinosaur. I've worked for more traditional banks who, of course, all want to get into digital banking um, and they know these neobanks and fintech payment systems are coming up and challenging them, the payments and that includes everything from the PayPal's Afterpay, that type of thing. Yeah, and so when we say fintech, we're talking about financial technology companies. Okay, so So financial technology, there's a whole bunch of those, but we're focusing on neobanks. So is there a definition? What is a neobank? Well, it's pretty hazy. It's not really in the dictionary yet, well, when I was having a look, but it's essentially a new company that's Mm -hmm. doing most of the banking online, though some of the neobanks in the UK are actually branching out to physical branches. So it's 
bit hazy the definition but they're building their infrastructure in most of the cases from the ground up ah. so it's supposed to be a fully digital experience you don't have the all legacy the big four systems. banks in Australia have got legacy systems that are 50 years old and what are legacy systems for those who are not in the know Oh, well, you might still be using a technology for a certain part of the bank that's been around for 50 years. Yeah, so seriously, 30-, 40-year-old software or manual and it doesn't integrate with the new apps you're trying to develop or the new payment systems. So one of the perhaps advantages of these new bank, neobank fintechs is that they design and build a bit of software from the ground up yeah. that only needs to cater for an online they're not trying to cater for a physical going in there with a passbook which yeah. is what the old banks had to you you had to be able to print a passbook they're not worrying like about that. checks and mm. cash deposits and yep. things like that and they're um they're focusing on you're going to be using your bank through your or your financial option through your phone yeah, so, so they're mobile design. apple pay google pay samsung pay are priorities for a lot of these companies mm. because they know that's what you're going to be using over a card. Mm. Um, most people don't want 100 pieces of plastic in their no. wallet nowadays. And Or your wallet's online. Mm. It's on that app in your, your And your they're phone also anyway. building in features that are actually customer-centric, so different tools for saving and um, spending insights and tools to help you pay bills and know what's coming up. So they really sort of focused on technology and customer first rather mm. than um, all these historical banking products mm. that and they're not after the need. commercial or mm. the business bank at this stage, so they're designing their system for what we call a retail consumer. Yeah, it's you and me, the individual who wants very different things from the business banker, mm. and um, and that gives them a and a, you, a lot more things you can do. That even if you wanted to do twenty thirty years ago. There wasn't the technology. Yeah, and they're not focused on offering everything. No. So a lot of these. Because they're so new, they don't have home loans. They don't have personal car loans, loans yep. car loans. So it's not – they can't offer you everything at once. But I think – And some of them are never going to. Yeah. They're going to find a niche, make money in that, and that's it. They might then join up somewhere along the line with a more traditional – oh, and we will recommend you to this mortgage yeah. bank, broker, car insurance company. But, you know, they don't want to build this – mega system yeah I'll just keep really small flexible and fluid and that's caused a few problems for the banks in australia if you've heard much about the royal commission in the last few years because mm. they've had so many different products all under one mega bank financial advice mortgages um, and personal loans insurance mm. and it's just too much too like, much how can you keep track of it all and and um, they've lots of these banks have actually decided to start selling off elements mm. of the mm. business because it's just too big to manage financial planning wealth advisory insurance arms all that sort of thing and they're talking about going back to their core business and <laughs> for some to... of them that's mortgages some yeah. of them are pushing their business banking side some of them are pushing their retail side their commercial side maybe property side mm. so we might see some of the majors rethink their strategies yeah and as i think well. as a young person i i don't mind using a range of different products for different needs mm. i don't need to have one bank for everything i can have my savings with one my spending with one my um, my mortgage potentially with another if I had mm. one. So um, I think it's it's good and there's a lot of options coming up. So I think we want to distinguish between what a bank is because in Australia there's really tight regulation about who can actually call themselves a bank. Definitely. 
And where do we go to find that information? So on the APRA website, so the Australian Prudential (laughs) Regulation Authority, a bit of a mouthful, but they regulate uh, banks and financial institutions um, in Australia, like credit unions Mm -hmm. and things like that, banking products in Australia. Um, So there's actually a whole list of who is a legitimate bank or or credit union as an authorised deposit taking institution ADI. So we've mentioned that before. Always go and check. If you get a phone call, a letter, or someone wants you to open a new product and you want the protection of APRA, the Australian government, the regulatory system, do Mm. check that they're regulated by APRA. That's your first point of call. Because if it is regulated by APRA and it's an authorised deposit taking institution, Mm. you actually are protected as a consumer up to 250000 yeah. in across one institution. institution. Now, bear in mind, some banks do have a range of other Names. underlying mm. banks, and so that's one institution. So you've got to be careful there. But So if you are talking about that kind so, of money, do be careful. But um, as So is a neobank going to be protected is what I'm going to ask? Yeah, so that's, that's another big thing. You're going to see a lot of these advertised at you and the – APRA has been really strict about who they give a banking licence to, and rightly so, because the government's saying they'll guarantee your money. They need to make sure that this institution can uh, provide all the securities and look after your money correctly Mm. uh, to back this up. So at the moment in Australia, there's only two um, neobanks that have been granted full banking licences, and that's one's called Vault Bank and one's called 86400. Hmm, that's now, a strange name. Yeah, so that's the. Se- I think that's after the seconds that, in the day. Ah, oh, do you call it eighty six four hundred or eighty six thousand four hundred? I think it's just eighty six four hundred. Okay. So eighty six four hundred is actually rolling out to opening their product at the moment. So I downloaded the app and got the card the other so day. So that's an online only. Type yeah. Thing. So yep. it's, I think it's just fully free your iPhone or Android app. Okay. Yeah. So it's quite a different experience. You go through the whole application process. And at the moment, that's just a savings and a transaction account. Mm-hmm. That's all through Do you know who owns that? Have we looked into who owns it? Mm. Well, at the moment, they own, they're a company. They're not yeah. owned by a major bank or anything like no. that. No. Um, but they're a whole range of investors, I'm sure. Yeah. That. Okay. Well, we might put that in the show notes. I always think it's very important to know. Yeah. If you're going with something small and new, who owns mm. it? And the other one, Vault Bank, hasn't actually launched to the public yet. Okay. Um, but they're they're saying they're launching late 2019. So both of them are fairly new, but they're the only ones that have been granted a full banking license. So they've got a license without actually having a product yet. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Well, I assume you have to get licensed before you can issue the product. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, yep. it's definitely been quite slow um, mm. In Australia, the US and UK is about five years ahead of us. They were launching all these companies back in 2014, 2015. So, um, and then some of those from the UK and US are going to come across to here. Yeah, well, we've actually seen that in the last few months. A, a company, a large a company called TransferWise that started overseas, I think it was... No, I th- I'm not quite sure. But um, they, they specialised in currency exchange and travel and... They've actually launched in Australia and okay. another large uh, European neobank called Revolut, yep. who have millions of users across Europe, are launching in Australia as well. So um, They've already got product, they're already working overseas, yeah. so it's going to be much quicker for them to launch here. Yeah, so they've already got 
massive amounts of capital and yeah. they've got marketing budgets. So um, it's definitely going to be quite a competitive landscape in the next few years as these companies But they'll launch. still have to get a license to operate in Australia. Yeah, well, Revolut's doing it a little bit differently and they're operating more of a prepaid card. Ah. So it's not the same as a bank. Okay. And a lot of these new fintechs are launching sort of financial products that seem like they've got a transaction or spending account, but they're not actually a bank. No. It's a prepaid card and that might be using another bank behind it. Bank, one of the big four. So you're talking a bit like a Qantas travel card. You load your money up. Yeah. It's got Heritage Bank behind it. So Heritage Bank, we've got a fully-fledged licence mm. operating for 140 years. Um, but you wouldn't know that because you yeah. just load your money on Qantas. So you might be using one of these um, fintechs, but it, it seems like it's savings in a transaction account, but mm. it's actually your money's held in one of the big banks. Mm. And um, so it's always important when you go on the website just – if you scroll to the very bottom of the page in the fine print of all of these websites, it will say who actually holds the money. Yep. So if they're not a authorized deposit taking institution, then they then they should be using someone else. Yeah, they will to be hold using, the money. Yeah, because that they're the people actually will be working within the banking and the transfer system. Yeah. So and there's also sort of a third category, um, who are partnering up with existing banks in Australia to offer a product. So, for example, Up Money, mm-hmm. which has been around in Australia for a year now, and they've okay. been, they've, I think recently up they said money, they had... Up Money, that's just UP. Up, yeah, yep, yep. simple, Up So money. they've had, they've got over 100,000 Australian customers now. Wow. Mm-hmm. And they actually partnered up with Bendigo Bank as mm-hmm. their back end, the banking system. So they didn't have to go through the process to get a, um, a banking licence because they partnered with an existing so bank. So they're like... The digital arm of, of Bendigo yeah. Bank, but it's but it's completely separate, separate. So they're not using the old Bendigo Bank yeah. software. So completely different they're, staff, completely different systems. But your money is technically with Bendigo Bank, yeah. but it doesn't actually within. look like your money is with Bendigo no. Bank. So it's but always you get the deposit cover then, yeah, you? which is important to think. So about that is you covered. You're covered by Bendigo Bank's mm-hmm. um, capital, capital, and also. And it's an ADI, an authorised yeah. deposit-taking institution, hence it's covered by APRA. Yeah, so you get bank interest, you get transactions, you get a great tool and the money's also protected, but it's so up money isn't the physical bank itself. No. So. so what's good about up? Why would I open an up account rather than just a Bendigo bank account? Yeah, so up money is probably the most established mm-hmm. neobank, I'd say, in Australia. It's been... Launch for a year, and a lot of the other players are only just launching or launching later this mm-hmm. year. Um, and they've built a fantastic range of features. I've personally used it myself for the last year, and it really gives you great spending insight. So I know exactly where I'm spending, okay. what location I'm spending, oh. uh, how what days I'm spending more on. Is that because I'm spending through their card? Yeah. So I'm so using. If I use cash, it can't do that, of course. Yeah. But as long as I stick to spending with their card, it's tracking everything. Yeah. So it tells me how many times I've shopped at Dimmicks that month and how much I've spent on books. And did I spend more at Dimmicks this month compared to last month? But and how much I spend on coffee and, yeah, and things so like that. If, so if you are using one card for everything, it really has an awful lot of information. Yeah. And it actually gives you some great insights into your spending, especially if you're trying to start uh, creating a budget and some savings goals. It has it really helps to have some insight into what 
you so can you set spending. a savings goal and tells you are you getting closer yeah, so yeah. that's another another one of their features. Absolutely not sponsored, but I really enjoy using their products. Um, in, yes. the, in the savings goals, you can actually create separate accounts for okay. all different goals. So I've got one for Harry Potter World. <laughs> and it's very lame, yeah. Um, and then one for university costs and one for... Transport. Um, yeah. yeah, so um, I can put money into each different account. I can, I can either set a goal or just leave it as an account. So... On their end, it's just one savings account, but on your end, you can see it as lots of segregated little accounts. Oh, or folders. Yeah. Yeah, it's so like folders. It's so you're only dealing folders with one within your bank, bank account. account. Yeah. And you're not getting fees for adding all these folders or anything? No. 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 So there's no fees. So there's no, f- no fees for just whole having, there's no account keeping fees. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're adding new features all the time, and they're very responsive to customers and all the f- customer supports through the app. So I think they're a good example of. Uh, innovation in that financial services space in Australia. So I'm excited to see um, what other features they build. And I think it's really good for the consumer because it's actually having these other companies push these new uh, features that really help consumers with spending and saving. I ho- hoping will help the push the big banks mm. to actually improve their services and offerings mm. as well. Because mm. most Australians probably won't switch from mm. whichever provider they use. So mm. If those existing providers improve their offerings, that works that's, for, help. that's good for consumers and helps everyday Aussies with their saving and spending. Yeah, because a lot of people can't manage budgets and they don't really know. They get a big credit card yeah. bill and you don't really know. You, you check it, of course, but like, well, did I spend X amount hmm. on dinners or shopping or petrol or, you know, it's just a yeah. great big lump bill sort of thing. And having, I think one of the, and quite a few of the, different cards are offering this feature but telling you what are your upcoming bills so they can they can identify that you've had a phone bill from telstra every month and they'll tell you um in five days you've got this 40 dollar bill coming up or Mm. in 10 days you've got a netflix bill coming up so you can sort of plan your cash flow out a bit more. okay now just to remind all our lovely listeners as kate said We've not been sponsored by any of them. We're not suggesting you use it. It's purely for educational purposes. We're just telling you what we've seen out there. So mm. um, and have a you can you know, look. try some of these different yeah, products. They don't cost you anything to set up. Don't don't set up too many and and lose your money, in the sense that no. you forgot you had that bank account and and you know ten years later you might find it. Um, but you know, have a look at them, play with them for a bit. That's what they want people to do. Yeah. Try them out, and you go, well, that's not for me. I'll, I'll you shut open it, down. it. You spend put twenty yeah. bucks on. You spend a few mm. yep. coffee trips on it. But um, if you don't like it, you just get rid yeah, of it. Or the service is not good, or the helpline's not good, or whatever mm. you're trying to use. You know, shut them down. So do be flexible. But out it's there. good to see what's out there, and if mm. these tools might help you a bit more than mm. your existing product. Mm. And we, we hope all these companies will, of course, use that digital information they're collecting, all that mm. data. That for good. Spending, for good. Because <laughs> they might be selling it. Okay, Catherine goes to Dimmicks. So Dimmicks can now stalk her online and say, Catherine, we've got new books for you, new books, new books, mm. or whatever's going on. So, um, you know, the, you mentioned your new phone bills coming up. Well, could they sell that to other phone providers and say, oh, you know, Catherine's got this really big phone bill. We're now going to stalk Catherine to see if we can get it to swap. So we hope they all stick to the rules and don't 
um, provide your information and we're not suggesting they are but just keep that in mind um, so given there's a range of products out there there's a range of possibilities and you see most of these are savings only so you put your money in first yeah they're transaction and savings account i know some mm. are in the works with home loans and personal mm. loans and things but i don't think any of those have actually launched yet mm-hmm. um, and then there's a couple that are trying to specialize specifically in travel and currency mm. exchange and things like that there's a few coming up that are specializing in in loans just small loans too yeah. aren't they so be be careful of those always um if you see one of those quick online loans always look carefully at the interest yeah. rates too. and i know some are some sort of personal loan companies offering you a card mm. so you can spend that money straight away. Yep. Um, yep. Which they can load it on a card. You can yeah. spend I don't it, think any off, of those redraw. actual banks, they, it's no. more of a prepaid card and a personal loan kind of mm. combination. But definitely um, just make sure you know what the institution is. Is it a prepaid card? Like, prepaid cards are perfectly fine, but just make sure you know. Yeah. Is it a prepaid card? Is it partnering with an existing um, authorised bank or has it actually got a banking licence itself? Mm. So as long as you know and you're aware, um, that's the most important thing. And I suppose the other really careful thing, and and these aren't new ones, aren't doing it, but perhaps a more existing one, what happens when you've put your $100 on, you've gone and spent it, will it let you go into overdraft, i.e. spend more than your $100? Mm. So you're out, you've got $5.00 left on your card you want to buy something for twenty dollars what happens yeah now and prepaid cards don't traditionally let you go into yes overdraft. and you want to be careful of that because the last thing you want is some right it took you an overdraft for fifteen dollars but there was a fifty dollar overdraft fee mm. or because you sh- you have no loan limit so it says you've you've breached yeah. your agreement so we're hoping none of them do that but please ask the product provider and they all have lists of fees on mm. their website. Um, most of the lists are pretty small. They don't have too many fees. No. But there are, with some of them, ATM fees. So that's yep. always something to keep in mind. Yeah, where well, a lot of the majors have dropped the ATM fees. Yeah. And um, um, currency, if you're using overseas, can you? And what are the yeah. exchange rates if you go overseas and do a withdrawal at an ATM? So some of them are designed, as Kate said, for going overseas. Mm. So maybe look at for those as opposed for some will be more domestic. Yeah. And, and because they are newer, they might not have all the features. They might not necessarily have Well, they advertise Apple them, but not quite there yet. Yeah. So a lot of them are <laughs> coming. They launch with a basic set of features and as they grow their customer base, they grow their staff, they grow their features. So I know a few of them launch without the ability to make a BPAY payment. Okay. So if that's important to you and you pay bills via BPAY, you want to make sure whatever you choose does have that option first. You don't get in a sticky scenario. Yep. Um, and I, I personally think it's a good idea to have a, at least two bank accounts oh, yes. just because if the – Especially with, goes down. if these newer products, mm. and some of them have, just like Commonwealth Bank and ANZ have had outages. Everyone's had outages. It's best yep. to, even if you've just got 100 or $200 mm. on another bank account, mm-hmm. I always think it's wise to have um, just at least two places where your money mm. is. Yeah. <laughs> just diversify. So if, yep. um, if for some reason there's a product outage or something, because they're yeah, all growing card and there work. could be bugs. Yeah. Um, they're all working really hard to fix bugs if they do occur, but yeah, it's, you don't want to be caught 
with just no money when you're trying to pay for supermarket because the card's not working that day. Yeah, yeah and you don't know if it's your card, it's yeah. their system, it's the telecommunications system, it might be the supermarket where you're shopping. So, yeah. Yeah. so it's, it's in your interest not to be fully loyal to one company, mm. to have and two different. And that now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and um, so given that and there's new people coming up, is there anywhere to go and and see what's new like who's the next bank coming up or the next neo bank is there a good website for that oh there's a there's a website called fintech australia which is a big organization where most of them are part of and they'll post about new things but that's okay. probably if you want to geek out over it uh, <laughs> most of them you you sort of just i just hear about them through social, social media, media. Okay. that's where most of them are advertising, advertising not- um some of them are trying to build their community and doing in-person events at um through meetup or stone and chalk and those um, co-working hubs and things like that so they're trying to definitely build their community from the ground up and they've all got great names not all of them (laughs) memorable we've got um there's some of the names that are popping up in australia with different products we've got up money uh, 86400, Wildcard, Revolut, Transferwise, Zinja, Vault Bank, and there's quite a few others that are, every time I sort of look online because I'm really interested in it, I see more mm. that are in the works coming yeah. soon. So I don't think there's room for all of them in Australia, so it's going to be very interesting to see how it goes. But I'll include a, a few of them in the show notes so you can have yeah. a look and see if anything interests you. Okay, well, that sounds really great. Well, mm, absolutely. Thanks for that, Kate, and we'll see you in a few weeks. No worries at all. Thanks for coming on and discussing neobanks with me today, Susan. Thank you for listening to today's How to Money podcast episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes and send any questions our way via www.howtomoney.online. You can also catch us on Twitter and Instagram at howtomoneyaus, and we'd love to hear from you. You've been listening to the How To Money Podcast.